Okay, so we're recording now on cloud, in the cloud, under the cloud, I don't know. And now we're going live on Facebook. Nicholas, what's up? Wow, we're live. Well, you know what? What's up? A lot of things. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are. Uh, and thanks for uh, joining us right now, if you are right now. And plenty of news, Zach, right? I mean, I, I can't even keep up with everything that's going on right now. Yes, and I can't find the, we have too many access to too many pages here. Okay, here I am on Clean Technica's Facebook page, and uh, I think we're going live. Yes, we're going live in a moment. Uh, yeah, well, we have a little bit of Tesla news, but actually mostly it's other, other EV uh, producers, uh, auto companies right now, so... Um, yeah, I think it's actually, you're right, it's very well balanced because I was looking at it, it's actually about 20% Tesla and then, and then, well, the rest of the world. So that's actually a good thing. And, um, well, you want to take it, you want to take the very first uh, story? Yes, uh, well. <laughs> because I have, I have one that I actually really like. It's, it's, it's one of those stories, I think it's inevitable, we're getting there. Talk about climate change and everything. You want to talk about Brent Smith and what he did for uh, for the future of sustainable ocean farming? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Wait, well, we can start with this. This is completely off. Uh, off yeah, of it's completely off. Uh, we're not going to go too uh, too deep into it, but I think this is one of those great stories from the Beam, and it's called "Interview with Brent Smith: The Fisherman Shaping the Future of Sustainable Ocean Farming." So basically, what we're seeing here is, you know, no brainer. He's getting back to the roots. He lost his his two businesses two years in a row after hurricanes devastated his uh, his uh, crop. And and again, it's just one of those stories where you see a lot of these guys getting back to how it was done the natural way. And of course, you know, using modern technology, hello. But the funny thing for me is I'm old enough that I actually grew up in a small village outside of a, of a, of a big city where I remember, you know, sheep grazing at everything next to the road and everywhere on the mountains. And well, we didn't have any fires. We only had fires once. Those guys were told, no, you can't be here. You got to get out of here. And that's when everything started. And guess what? Now in California, after all these fires, they're finally saying, you know what? Donkeys and goats, not a bad idea after all. Well, duh, Sherlock, yes. We've been doing this for, what, thousands of years now? <laughs> yeah. Go and check it out. It's a fun yeah. one. So that's, that's not an EV story, but it's a fun one from the Beam on Clean Technica. Uh, and yeah, so getting into automakers, the biggest story of the last week on Clean Technica, the, most, the one that sort of blew up was, was this one uh, amazing article from Dr. Maximilian Holland, uh, who lives in Barcelona, Spain, actually, not Holland. Uh, but he, he wrote this article, Tesla Model 3 on verge of dramatically disrupting Mercedes, BMW, and Audi. And, uh, I mean, it's just a striking look. At, I mean, we're at the beginning of this Model... We're still at the beginning of this Model 3 production, you know, phase of, of the auto era, of the auto industry of the, of the 21st century. I mean, this is just the very beginning. And it's been... The news has been so focused on the slow production ramp, the, yes. the difficulties, but the, and it's sort of, I, I think that the whole narrative around that has made it sort of invisible again, what the Model 3 is, which is a huge disruptor for the auto industry, an amazing vehicle that just is going to, that just puts Mercedes, BMW, Audi in their place and says, hey, look, we've got a better car in the segment that you've been ruling in, and it's electric, and you don't have anything compared to it. So I, I, I mean, when you look at the, the sales chart today, it's already passed up all of these automakers, yeah. premier, premier models in the U.S. market, and uh, it just looks like it's going to go gangbusters crazy once production ramps up. Uh, there's a chart there that just is like, 
it doesn't look like the model three fits on the it's not it doesn't fit on the right on the same chart it's like it's off the chart so uh yeah just it's a different era and we're just entering it actually so a moment of silence for that <laughs> a great moment of silence um no it's true that actually and and you you highlighted so many things i want to i want to just again highlight too is the importance of the model three because if you think about it for 15 years we've been hearing about the model three We've been hearing about the affordable electric EV sedan, good for a family, yada, 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 enough to not have to worry every day or every two or three days or something like that if you don't drive too, too far, obviously. So this is really big. What I'm hoping for personally and, is- But you mean, you mean like before, te like not the Tesla, the Tesla one, but just in general? No, no, I actually no, because if you go back to like, even the, the very first days basically of Tesla, I'm talking about Eberhard, I'm talking about right speed, I'm talking about these guys, right? I mean, the very early, early days was, why don't we have something affordable for everyone to ride to drive with, with something efficient like an electric motor? That was the original idea. I mean, it's 15 oh, so, years. See, made, so you, but, you, were the, you were there, I wasn't there, but <laughs> the, the master plan was 11 years ago, but you're saying even further back, 15 years ago. Oh you, yeah, no, because you well, yeah, the master plan, totally. I mean, it was set in stone absolutely 11 years ago. So something like that, a decade ago or so, right. But the idea came from much, much older than that. It was what started Tesla. And that was the whole idea is let's get out an electric car out there. And that was the whole point, the promise of an affordable, uh, EV sedan. So it's, it's, if you think about it, it might, it, it, I guess it takes a long time if you think about it this way, but that's not really the point. The point is that car was designed in a few years. It was designed on the knowledge of two other cars. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible, but it is the promise that we've been hearing about when are we going to have affordable EVs and it is there. So, so one thing that I do want to say is I hope we're going to hear more about that because I'm not as interested and sorry, I'm going to offend a few people not as interested as what Elon is doing right now. I'm interested in that because that's the game changer. But wait, that's, you're, saying, you're saying you're not interested. That's in the that. one that goes under their skins. And if astute readers, listeners, watchers will always notice one thing, always, always. And this is a decade in the making, right? Tesla says something. Wait, two, three, four. Here we go. Everybody else has something to say. Boom, boom, yeah, yeah. boom, boom. Exactly. Moment of silence because there's nothing after that, right? There's not that much going on. Nothing. There we go. Tesla did something else. And usually, you know, now it's getting a little oh. bit caricatural. <laughs> I mean, it's getting a little grotesque, right? I mean, it's getting oh, to the that's... point where Elon scratches his nose. Oh, my goodness. So that makes for news these days. Yeah. But I want to get back to that. Oh, boy. The Model 3 because that is what gets under their skins because every time we talk about it, they talk about it. Boy, these guys, they all talk about whatever they're working on, which is, yeah, sorry, it's just not that close you know no this is that, that's a really good way to put it because it is it's like they say something and it's there's an announcement there's a product coming and then wait and then and then the other automaker you know they catch up in time but it takes Always. a while there's a decent pause a big pause let's hope that mercedes and bmw don't start selling flamethrowers but i guess that's the boring company anyway not tesla but anyway yeah <laughs> uh, case in that. point thank let's you for saying that thank let's you. not go thank down that route that's the boring company. Don't confuse that for Tesla, right? Uh, and you uh, know what? And, and, and by the way, not, not, not to, I mean, Tesla is an amazing company. Okay, don't, don't, don't get us wrong. Don't get me wrong, at least. But there are other titles that you can go and see right now, other articles. Um, if you want to find out about which battery um, uh, uh, charges at, at what rate, um, uh, you know, Kyle Field just wrote a really great article on that. Tesla battery charging analysis reveals different charging rates for each battery size. Yeah, but there's more to the story. Go and read it. And also, Tesla, by the way, celebrates, talk about a decade in the making, celebrates yeah. a 10,000 supercharger. Hello. 
That's Guess wild. What's that's in about for it. Yeah, that's wild. And how long we have to wait for ten thousand Ionity chargers or whatever is going to be uh, agonizing. But it's uh, yeah, that's just wild. Ten thousand. It's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I especially considering that it's not just what they've done, right? They've done in the meantime, they've done three cars. They've done, you know, they worked on battery swapping. They've done. Uh, I mean, the, the annoying power. thing is oh that it's God, like, we, I mean, the, annoying, the annoying thing is everyone says that they can't do it or they don't need to do it. And Tesla, this little, this little outfit from Silicon Valley that had one roadster and then a sedan, all in the meantime built 10,000 superchargers. But but I think, you know, I wasn't planning to talk about the battery charging. That's interesting. But I, but I think that gets to the core. That gets to the core of it all. They, all of those guys 15 years ago, and I'm sure you, you, know, you saw, it's about the batteries. Get the battery cost down, and then yeah. you can have this affordable electric car. It's all about the batteries. And you see that the charging evolution, the charging of those different Tesla models in that article. It's, it's interesting because it, it's sort of, like a, sort of like a picture of how Tesla had to... How, how it evolved, getting the battery cost down, right, increasing the size, the energy density, the, the power capacity, and, and all of this stuff. So it's really a fascinating like, view into that world that it's all about the batteries. And like you said, the vision was an affordable electric car, but they had to do the Roadster, they had to do the Model S, had to do the Model X to get the production capacity up, to get the cost down, and to get to the competitiveness. And, and now we just have to wait, like, what, four or five years for a... Yeah, but, or another. <laughs> and you know, another thing I think I think nobody really knows is is and, and you and I have that inside scoop, right? We we know who had to work on the first batteries. We know who had to develop the first batteries specifically for cars, right? These guys were actually at Tesla at the time, and so you know they're all going, all right. Well, you guys take care of the batteries. Go and talk to whoever does that, and they're like, ain't no one. Well, then you're the experts. Go ahead. So these guys designed, if you think about it, they really designed batteries from scratch in the sense of how do we put batteries in a, in a car, which ones, so on, so on, so forth. So, of course, when they go away and they start another company, then it's like, wow, that's really interesting. What else are they going to do? So on, so forth. And you see this IP of, of, of people going in, in different directions. And, well, and, and I think that well-failed knowledge, you know, of, it's amazing. And I think you see, you see that there are people inside Tesla who realize, hey, no one else is doing this except for Tesla. If I go off on my own, maybe I'll do it and get, become a billionaire. Because, I mean, the, the guy who started Northvolt, the Swedish, battery, the Swedish company that wants to be a battery, major battery producer, he was right. the head of Tesla's supply chain for years. So, you know, he saw, hey, yeah. how you put shit together? This is what you need to do. No one's doing it. So, hey, Absolutely. why don't I go start a company in Sweden and try to become a billionaire? But... Uh, it's all, it's all the batteries. But, but when you say it's all the batteries, then the question always, what are the big automakers doing to get, you know, to catch up to Tesla in three to five years, whatever. And the, the company that keeps popping up here lately is Cattle, or I forget the full name of this Chinese. It's technically yeah. right now the largest like EV battery producer. I mean, I don't know right now, but recently it was the largest EV battery producer. It's yeah, top, it's definitely top. way, way, way up there. Absolutely. Yeah top producer of uh, yep. batteries for electric buses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's and, insane, uh, yeah. I mean, Tesla and, and, seems and again, to claim that the Model 3 will, will, will put Tesla and Panasonic above in the next quarter. But in any case, it's, it's huge. And it just had an IPO last month. Uh, it just had its IPO wow. in, Shenzhen, in Shenzhen. And uh, now, now right, there's a rumor we published about a week or so ago that Renault and Nissan are talking about getting batteries from this company. So right now, Nissan might finally have the bingo battery plan that they needed. And now, yesterday, we published about this potential 
cattle factory in Germany or Poland. So it's uh, uh, you know what? Then then it's interesting because it really ties ties it all back together. Because obviously, what is the number one EV sold everywhere on this planet? It is sorry, not Tesla. It is obviously the Nissan Leaf. And, and the new Leaf is actually a great car, very well matured and everything. So obviously now they have to really start to zone in on the, on the, on the battery side of it since they, you know, Nissan's never really like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but hasn't really invented its own electric motor. I mean, they, they borrowed um, Toyota's hybrid uh, system in the beginning. So they've always, you know, they, they've done things in a very interesting way, pro- progressing in an interesting way. But yeah, I mean, short of Tesla, these guys are the ones really doing all the work there. And I mean, the, I mean, Nissan. Carlos Goshen early on said, saw what Tesla sold. Hey, there's no one producing the batteries we need if we're going to produce a lot of electric cars. So they also tried to do their own battery thing, but they were it's, not as savvy. And they, the A A E S C cooperation just never really did good batteries. So they, no. they bailed on the idea. And yeah. now, you know, there's talk about them using LG Chem, but I, I think it's a really interesting and positive sign that they're going with cattle because cattle is it's a chinese company that's looking to hugely mass produce and bring costs down via huge mass yes. production that's what tesla's doing that's what uh, china did with solar panels with solar cells with wind so they they know the, they know the story they know what to do you just mass you just produce a ton and i think uh it, you know nissan leaf historically is the highest sold electric car i think but in, right now the highest sold month to month is uh is in China. BYD is the leader in China for electric cars, yep. but the highest sold model is the Bake EC ser- E series or EC series. Oh yeah, Beijing Auto. So it's been yeah, the BAIC, crushing- absolutely yeah. yeah. BAIC. It's been crushing it, and I'm I'm not. Rip. I should maybe shouldn't talk that much, but but I think I think it might use cattle batteries. But uh, in any case, cattle is supplying a lot of batteries for a ton of electric cars in China. And now yeah. looking to like really massively scale up, which should put it not that far theoretically behind Tesla with bringing costs down. The thing is, Tesla is wow. really good with innovating the chemistry. And uh, I'm not sure. Cattle's got this roadmap plan that, that focuses on the NMC 811, uh, which, which reduces the cobalt yeah. content in batteries a lot. But Tesla seemed to say that their battery chemistry beats NMC 811 in a number of ways. So again, there might yeah, always be. But you know, you don't have to be the very top to be near. No, no, and that's the whole thing. And remember the whole Boeing fiasco with the seven eighty seven. You just got to choose the right battery chemistry for the right, whatever vehicle, aircraft, whatever you want to call it, craft. <laughs> so, um, but it's yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's all a question of you know. It, it, it's funny because even years ago, I remember talking to uh, to to researchers with um, uh, uh, sulfur, air sulfur. Um, and that was what in 2011, they said, you know, it's ready now. I mean, the, the only problem are, are the filters, right? The humidity filters. So yeah, in five years, we're going to have it commercialized. In the meantime, we had, um, actually that was air, sorry, not sulfur. Then in the meantime, we had sulfur, we had zinc, we had yeti, 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 yeah, you know. Now finally solid state, which is probably what we're really truly getting into. And obviously graphene and graphites and all the derivatives. But uh, I wonder a lot about solid state because, you know, this was the thing with solar crystalline, multi-crystalline, crystalline solar pv for years it was like oh no this new technology is going to beat it but but when you mat when you scale up production and you yes. bring costs down and the costs have come down every year every quarter it seems faster than people thought and the costs are so low now it's like hard for anything to compete so uh that's so, actually a good point because it, it goes right back to what we were saying in the end is that they're, you know, pretty much like there's a tool for every situation. Well, well, there's a battery for every situation. And, you know, it, it, 
there are, there are so many stories too that I'd love to talk about that, that you know eventually never left or never never picked up or anything like that. But I mean, I saw like even boats, plug-in hybrid boats. You know, they they use the right phosphate technology, and that was a decade ago. And and a lot of people knew that, obviously. And 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 it's only gotten better. You're right. Density got much better. The price got better. Wow, it's uh, it's fantastic. So, but then, so so going to the other stories. One was just the the electric car. I've been doing this elect, U.S. electric car sales report for years. Yes. The now <laughs> it was fun. It was always fun. Now it's like it's sort of exciting and fun, but it's sort of like not fun because the Model Three is just blowing everything out of the water. So you have this Model Three like going shoo, and everything else is like. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, is it worth paying attention to these other cars? <laughs> like, they, well, they don't, in, in, every, <laughs> it is, but at the same time, it's like this well, chart, chart yeah. is getting really warped. So the question well, is, think, when do we go beyond that? When do we go, when is it right. another car joining the, the fold, right? Yeah, and I think that's exactly it because we know exactly what the next competition is going to be, right? It's China, it's going to come in and, and maybe, or maybe it will, but it might not compete directly with the quality and all that good stuff and everything. But you know what? When somebody undersells something you really want at 10,000, 20, 20, 30,000, whatever dollars, you're going to think about it. You know what? You're going to drive it. Well, I dr- well, what do you think about Nissan? What do you think about the Leaf and, and Nissan? Maybe, you know, bring, you know have, offering a $29,000 Leaf that has 150 miles instead of how, a how, how can that not be a winner? I'm, I'm, I'm just, all right, devil's advocate. You don't like the design. Whoop-de-doo. I don't like certain designs. Okay, so devil's advocate. Really, seriously, you don't like the way it handles. I mean, it's all going to be like subjective, right? It seems to me that if you get... An but, under- do think, but do you think it's a, I mean, the Leaf has done pretty well, but it, do you think this, this new one is going is to no, no. benefit and that's from the Model 3? And Nissan, by the way, that's never been, I mean, Nissan is the antithesis of Tesla, and that's why it's so wonderful having those two guys there, because it really is the, the you know, the turtle and, and, and the rabbit, the, the, exactly, except in this, guy, in this case, you know, both are really winning in this case, but Nissan is pragmatic. It's not into flashy things. Gone is not a flashy talker. You know, he's pragmatic. He's fun. He's interesting. Man, he handles a lot of things, but it's not 100% you know, electric either. But I, I, well, he, he seemed to make it very clear that their target now is bring the yeah. cost down. So for years, is increase the range. I mean, year after year, is increase the range right. for the same price. And they seem to make it clear recently that at least for China, but I have to presume and hope for the U.S. market, European market, that their goal now is keep that 150-mile base range and bring the price down. So then you have a 27000 leap, $25,000 leap, plus incentive, maybe 23000 and, and then you have a hugely different – I think you have enough of a different market that right. you're, not, you're not competing with the Model 3, which starts at 35000 but more realistically sells for forty five, fifty five thousand. 55000 Absolutely. You're competing, you're competing with, hey, I want, a, I want a good, affordable electric car that goes where I need to go and – isn't too flashy and i think the leaf could see huge sales you know like yeah but i think that's always been like nissan's strategy again it's not razzmatazz it's not flashy it's not as sexy as as tesla but it's it's very i want to say progressive in the sense of progressive it progresses you know method it got got a little sexy with the with the pro pilot and the e-pedal they got big on this pro pilot e-pedal marketing you know what it's a top car yeah. To this day, it's the best one I've ever seen for that price. I, I dare you find something better than that. Is it spectacular? No. Does it do what it do, does? Yeah, really well. I can't blame it. I can't fault it. It's great. It's well done. 
and, and, and I think that's the beauty of a Nissan is that maybe, you know, it's, it's like the difference between a Ferrari and a Maserati. So you like Ferraris, you know, you like that kind of, eh. but if you like a Maserati, you're a little bit more discreet. You know, you want to have something that's, that's different. Well, of course, those two things have the same performance and, you know, <laughs> Nissan Leaf and a right, <laughs> Tesla right. don't have the same type of performance. Yeah. Not you, getting there. Okay. You, not opening that you, door at all. Are you seriously calling a Maserati discreet right now? Are we in this? What, what alternative <laughs> reality have we entered? <laughs> okay, I just hung myself. Here's the news. I, uh, I think they actually, tight. I mean, it's a total side tangent. I think they stand out more than Ferraris to me. I don't know. When I see a Maserati, I'm like, whoa, what's that? That's, oh, it's a Maserati. But anyway. No, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, thank you. Good point. No, 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 no. no. Oh, whoa. But, Time out for that one. I'm talking about the 1960s, 1970s. I'm talking about that era, right? After that, blah, 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 blah. That's not, those are not Maseratis. By the way, Mather, you have to remind us when you're 50 years back. But, but uh, so the, you know, another, a story I'm working on right now really interested me. I was like, I don't know how it popped up actually. It was maybe from some comments on Clean Tech, I think. Uh, and I thought, hey, but, what, what will the first large auto, what will the first you know legacy automaker be that goes 100 percent electric that says i'm not just electrifying 25 percent of the fleet we're going 100 percent electric oh, like not just electrifying every, i don't mean the electrifying every model yeah, i mean no, no. only only selling electric electric cars but but, so, but in this case do you consider um tesla or do you consider uh, a, a gasoline car company that really does switch over 100 percent yeah, how no, I'm, I'm talking about Tesla. And actually, there's one brand that has already committed to this, Smart. I, I forgot and I realized Smart because Smart already is only selling electric in the US and by 2020, only selling electric in Europe. So Smart is fully, so True. Smart is going fully electric. No more gas cars. So uh, it's what, not, it's what, company, like, what company will be next or what companies will be next? Uh, you know, it's, it seems to me, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I, I want to say there is one actually, but I can't. It might be maybe obscure, like or or small, like no, I don't want to say obscure, like this smart car. Yeah, that is not true. Uh, well, I, I guess there's was. Nevs. I guess you could say Nevs, maybe the formerly Saab, if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Good point. That's ex yeah. That's it. Well, gosh. Okay. You know what? You 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 you. Uh, I'm I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna. But what, but what are some companies? What which companies do you think could you you could see in the next decade or something saying? Easily off the top of my head, the ones that make the most sense. Hello, no brainers. The mini, mini, come on. BMW, you already have the i3, you have the mini. Hello, okay, out of the way. This one, uh, who else? Oh my god, Fiat, seriously, all 500s electric, out of the way. Not, I mean, all of these little, <laughs> well, but hanging fruits, my I mean, you have to. You have to get rid of Marchioni first, Sergio Marchioni. Well, you know what? I think I think somebody is finally putting some fire under his feet because the Marchioni that I see now, compared to the Marchioni I saw a year ago, that's his twin brother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Somebody you know, is putting fire under his feet. The red pill or the blue or the blue pill. Or he's finally waking up, like, hey, okay, I can't push this off. Or he, it was just a strategy. I mean, he made it very clear, and Carlos Goshen said the same thing that. If they move quickly into electrification, they kill themselves. Like it's uh, it's suicidal for these yeah. automakers. So they want to slow walk it. They have to slow walk yeah. it in a sense they might think. But That's uh, being overly nice to Fiat, I think. Now, I mean, honestly, yeah. Mark Marciano came out of Detroit. He's an MBA guy. He's surrounded with MBAs. I'll tell you one thing. I will always tip my hat to him for one thing. He's the one who brought back Fiat alive. The reason why Fiat is alive today is because of him. 
Wow, wonderful. Yeah. Alpha yeah. Milk, yeah, pretty much screwed it up all the time. Right. But it's <laughs> not made for the, not made not, for the future. Though. And it was because of California. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what they're doing. The Pacifica. Now, that's interesting. The plug-in hybrid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bring it on, I, baby. I want to drive it. Dude, I think it's so hilarious that, 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 that this plug-in minivan that he for sure didn't want to make is, oh, yeah. getting, is getting like tens of thousands of orders from Waymo. It's like it's a blockbuster vehicle for them now. And uh, and they don't even they don't even highlight. I mean, the name Wait, is the name is Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. It's Wait. the only I sort of got it's the only plug-in hybrid that doesn't mention it's a plug-in that just highlights that it's a hybrid. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm always confused. Oh, yeah. I'm like, like they, they do not want to tell you that it's a plug-in vehicle, no. even though you go to the website and it's clear it's a plug-in vehicle. Oh yeah. But it's so, like, who does this remind you of, by the way? I mean, almost. Bob huh? Bob Lutz. Toyota. Do you remember Toyota? So, okay, so, so I'm, I'm going to condense 20 years of Toyota right here, okay? Prius, yay. Plug-in hybrid, plug-in hybrid, plug-in hybrid. Nah, 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 it doesn't work, doesn't work. Okay, five years, almost 10 years. By that time, we have high motion, we have everybody. We can actually upgrade the cars without breaking the warranty tube of plug-in hybrid. Finally, begrudgingly, Toyota does the plug-in hybrid. No fanfare, no nothing. In three months, all sold out. And they're like, what, what happened here? They have to wait another three months to, again, all sold out. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. Not yeah. a pe- and Nobody right would return our calls. It was like, yeah. what is wrong? So this, uh, it, it's, yeah, hello. Now, now as well, the, the, um, the, the Prius Prime, which is the, the successor to the Prius plug-in, uh, is the top-selling plug-in vehicle in the, the U.S. other than Tesla. And, I mean, it benefits greatly. For, it's actually really done well. You know, Kyle yeah. Field has reviewed probably half the electric cars on the market now for us and he was really impressed with the plug with the prius prime even having owned priuses you know by the way but he was he was like this is actually really well done and it's competitive cost competitive absolutely. and of course they benefit from the fact that people go in there looking for a greener fuel efficient car so it's easy to say hey you want to plug in um but, you know it's it's true because i remember like I, honestly the prius is the one car i've never really wanted to test drive it just wasn't you know the first thing on my mind but when i actually did it i was like Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you from point, point A to point Z, but don't think about anything else in the meantime. I'm not going to talk about the handling and everything. Bah. But when I drove the very first <laughs> plug-in hybrid, which was the older version, the very first one, right? I was like, wow, what a little bit of weight can do in a car. I mean, it handled well. I could actually exit at you know 80 miles an hour and not think that the car was going to go. Lord knows where it was going to go. And that right. was the whole thing. And if you think about the rebirth of the Prius 15 years later, 15 years later is, uh, you know, the, 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 the V, the five, whatever, the prime, then all that good stuff and everything. And it's like, okay, great. That's, that's, that's the way it should mature. You're right. But, and um, I think, I think Kyle emphasized that the, the touch screen on the prime seems to be the best of anything other than Tesla. And, uh, it's yeah. got features that are really, really nice. Um, it's a great vehicle. I mean, it's, it's it not is. surprising. I, I actually, I think it's still actually, pretty production limited as well like i don't think it's very easy to get outside of uh, hot markets like california and yeah this is the case for every plug-in vehicle that's actually popular yeah uh, it's hugely supply limited like the jaguar i-pace we found out the i-pace had 40,000 40, 40, uh, jaguar is committed to building 40,000 of them for the 2018 model year and they're all already sold out and so if you order an iPace now, you don't, you're going to get a 2019 that starts delivering in like April. Yeah. So it's got like a, it's got basically a wait list similar to Tesla where, Absolutely. Uh, where you have way more demand than, 
than supply. Someone was commenting that the there are four thousand of them committed for the Netherlands, and Jaguar typically sell, sells less than that across all models. So it's like they they <laughs> the Jaguar looks really set to. I mean, Jaguar. I I put Jaguar in there as potentially the first the first legacy automaker to go fully electric because. It's got a good start now with the yeah. I-Pace. It's a compelling vehicle. It's getting a lot of press for this. It's getting a lot of demand. And it can go to suppliers and say, look how much demand we have for this vehicle. We want this much battery production for these models. And we want it by 2022. And the battery yeah. makers can say, okay, yeah, you have the demand. I, <coughs> demand, I, we'll do it. I, I agree. I think it, it, and it also has something else that no other car, well, some car makers have, but not as much as these guys, provenance history racing i mean you say jaguar everybody knows more or less what a jaguar is you show an e-type and they know what it is so to this day you know i mean we've always oh god let's talk about tesla killers okay ad nauseum guys seriously of course we all hate it but we make fun of it but you know what honestly might not be a tesla killer but it definitely is a good tesla competitor alternative yeah. whatever the we heck you want to call it i mean it, it is a jaguar, so you're gonna get the refinements of what exactly tesla has aspired to albeit and you know from more on the on the technically savvy geeky side of it and jaguar is getting in there by you know racing and plush uh, leather seats kind of thing which don't get me yeah. started on that and, and we finally have uh, i mean we finally have some competitors to, to the tesla yes. vehicles, which is and they're showing that hey people want these as well from legacy automakers and uh, so jack i mean who, who heads up jaguar now huh is it uh, Mr. Is it, is it Jaguar and Land Rover? Is Tata? You know the joke, right? Do you know the joke? When Tata was at the uh, customs and he left and, and he, he turned around and he said, well, Tata, and he just left after he bought Jaguar and Land Rover. Bad jokes of the day. You can't escape them. So, yeah, it is him, but I think him, you know, it's funny. Uh, because I had, when I I had my mic muted. Sorry. That's why I didn't hear my laugh. But, but no, it's uh, anyway. The anyway. Laugh. They really, they really seem to have some good and some good momentum and some uh, dedication to this idea. I think they could be the first, uh, yeah, mark to but, go fully but, electric. But uh, I mean, yeah, okay. So, so you're right. As far as practically, yes, you're right. They're they're there. But I want to see things like, indeed, you know what, Maserati. I think should be turned into an electric speedster, uh, Alfa Romeo, or maybe Alfa Romeo should be the electric speedster. It's going to be the electric SUV or well, not SUV, but sedan because that's what it's always been. Uh, but then in that case, well, then Subaru should be, you know, I mean, I think all these Subaru, by the way, has a net zero lens fill. How about like, all right, let's go electric now. We finally have a plug-in hybrid in 2018. <laughs> you, know, you know you're going to get a lot of shade from clean technique commenters for bringing in the supercars. This is like, hey, we don't care about supercars. Drop it. Yeah, you know what? I don't. Yeah, I don't care about supercars. But I got to tell you one thing. What do you say when uh, Tesla says they're going to have a Roadster and about a talk about? Wait for it. Wait for it. Ferrari. We're going to do the same thing. Well, really? I I think it's going to awesome. be hard. For, I have, I have a feeling it's going to be hard for anyone to. Fly. I mean, this Roadster is supposedly going to be able to fly a little bit because of rockets that Elon brings yeah, from SpaceX. Whatever. I have a hard time seeing anyone anyone from the other automaker world having like the space knowledge to bring in rockets from a spaceship. No, but you know what, Zach? <laughs> I mean, until now, 
I don't know. Until now, Tesla has been joking around and GM. It's one thing to deal with GM and those big guys, but now you're talking to Ferrari, you're talking about racing world, everything. These guys, I bet you, I, I, they might actually beat Tesla to the market with that. And Tesla might be like, okay, great. So this is what we have. And we might have a fun war. And it doesn't matter. 99% of us, of course, will might not even see one as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? In the meantime, it's these guys to go shut up. Do uh, it. So brand, branding, the halo effect, all of this stuff. But uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love I it. Get it moving. I will be surprised if any automaker beats Tesla to market with a rocket in, in the car. I would even actually be surprised, honestly, if, if the Roadster is able to. I'm afraid that regulations are going to step in. Oh, I'm not afraid. I'm hopeful that regulations will step in and say, hey, this is not safe. No flying cars here. With oh, in the U.S. It won't, it won't fly in the U.S. But, but, oh, my. Oh, <laughs> But that's the segue we were looking for. We've got the segue for your story. I got I to gotta tell you. Google, yeah. Google, Google founder Larry Page. I got to tell you, this story is good because I think, I, I, I bet you one thing, Zach, 99% of the people who read, listen, or watch us really don't really know what's going on behind. And of course, uh, some of them might, might have heard some of our rants about you know, how, how the, the specialized press, individuals, independent media like us uh, is really, you know, I mean, we're putting out some really great stuff out there. We have behind the scene news and, and views and glimpses and hints and tips and things like that. Things that mainstream media cannot do, will never do, and just is not able to do, right? But a few years ago, what did we notice? Hmm, more and more of you know, CNN, uh, Fox, uh, uh, Bloomberg, all these guys coming in, which is great. We're thinking, hey, we're finally there. Great, let's all work together. But no, we're not all working together anymore. Now it turns out that we're not as invited as we used to be before. May I even say shunned a little bit? So of course, you know, bruised egos and all of that apart. Um, I thought I thought we were the only ones, but it turns out that our friends in the aviation field feel exactly the same. So so the, the this article was interesting, tongue in cheek, right? But it was interesting in many ways because Kitty Hawk is still. Uh, flying and of course it, back to that wait for it you know Just it's reminds people, spring. people don't know kitty hawk probably Who's kitty okay hawk? so yeah you're right yeah kitty hawk you want to explain what kitty hawk is no i'm leaving it to you this is your this is yours so in the world of electric aviation it's really booming and it was waiting for evs to get going and so yeah, it's piggybacking on that success right so a lot of things are happening from electric airplanes to electric virtual of uh, virtual vertical takeoff and landing uh, aircrafts, right? So uh, Larry Page, you know, one of the co-founders of Google uh, started uh, something called the Kitty Hawk Project. Kitty Hawk, you know, the Wright brothers where they took off for the first time, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, has nothing to do with this because this is a hovering uh, quad uh, helicopter, right? And so they, they've been doing this for a few years. We've been covering it here on Clean Technica. And normally these things, well, you reach out directly to the aviation field or, or people like us who know anything about batteries, right? So uh, again, string of, of events uh, up until last week, Kitty Hawk comes out with news and, and, and Flying Magazine picks it up and they go, CNN? They went to CNN? They went to a guy who's never flown, never has no idea, you know, no, no offense to the original uh, uh, journalist. I mean, we're all journalists. You know, sometimes I get, behind, I get on a skateboard I knew nothing about a few, a few weeks ago. But this was, wow, you didn't even, like, like no press release, no us, no nothing. You reached out to these guys. Well, That's it's, pretty it's interesting. Very, and that hard, depicts hard exactly hard. what's going on. Yeah, it's hard not to feel slighted. But, you know, it is, it's great that the technology is getting mainstream. That was always the goal. This, the fact that they go to CNN or BBC or whatever first is good because that was the goal to have it mainstream. Uh, it's, it's sort yeah. of shitty, shitty feeling. But 
but at the same time, it's nice when you have a decade or two decades or something of knowledge and experience, and you can always add to the story yeah, and, and add to the... And, and people and know, hey, you go to those guys because they know, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, and but, but you know, I mean, that's the thing, and that's the point where, where I think companies have to also be a little bit mindful. Okay, great, mass, broad, reach out. Yeah, go to CNN, go to Fox, whatever, whatever. But we're still here, by the way, and we still know exactly everything. So still work. No, with I us, agree. Right? I agree. Don't burn the base, man. The base is. Don't burn the base because people know that, and you know, I mean, yeah. you, you know, those and companies already will move have on. reputations, and that's yeah. the worst part. They already have reputations. Exactly. Ask people who will work with who, and you know, you'll be amazed. And the base will yeah. move on. Move on to the next. Uh, let's move you know. on. But oh, uh, yeah, well, well on. that's it. I said the base will move on. The base will move on if you burn the base. But. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. but uh, but no, I think I think that's I think we're good there. We'll uh, we have more to chat chat about tomorrow for sure. We might pick up some of these stories we didn't really give time to today, but uh, for sure it's a fun fun time. And I think it's like week after week it's going to be crazy now. Oh, and Arkimoto, we have to come back to Arkimoto. Nicholas's new favorite company. That is not. You know, it's been my favorite company for a long time. I've I've known these guys since 2011, 2012. This is the most efficient company I've ever seen. And hey, they are smart because they are not vegan. burning, not burning the base. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Talk about not burning the base. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good point. But thank you very much. Uh, check in tomorrow to get your electric fix with Nicholas Zart and mm, this guy. Yeah. All right. Thank with you. Zachary, uh, you know, I never actually actually pronounced your last name out of, of all these years I've ever known you. That's eh, not important. Okay. Cheers. Peace. <laughs> See you tomorrow. I'm like scratching my nose.